Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, December 4th of 2021. As always, this Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the companion product, the Key Races and Bets blog, brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website with tools and perks for the better, legal for residents of most states, covering most tracks in North America, as well as many around the world. Check out Amwager.com where you can also get the Key Races and Bets blog by clicking on How to Bet and Ellis Star's blog. We're going to start this weekend's Key Races and Bets with the Remsen Stakes. Race 8 at Aqueduct, post of 314. Very important race for two-year-olds going nine furlongs. And the two horses with the highest probability to win are likely to be two favorites during post time. They are Zenden and Mo Donegal. It doesn't mean the race isn't playable, and certainly since it kicks off a late pick three, ending with a cigar mile race 10, there are some nice profit opportunities in the next two races, so this race takes on added significance. Zandon won his only start October 9th at Belmont, showing a lot of maturity when rallying from fourth to win going away after hitting the gate. Joel Rosario rides back, and there's little doubt the Colt could stretch out nine furlongs as a son of relatively new sire upstart, who's responsible for three-year-old stakes winner Masked Parade, who took the Ohio Derby this summer at this nine-furlong trip. Rosario also rode from another mother to a pair of runner-up efforts at Belmont and chooses Zandon. Zandon is Chad Brown's only starter in the race, and as we know, Chad Brown often has multiple entrants in stakes races, but he only has the one here, and that's another sign in favor of Zandon stepping up and stretching out to win this year's Remsen. The 86 Equibase speed figure earned first time out already is the third best in the race. And with very logical improvement physically and mentally off the debut, Zandon gets top billing. Modonigal also broke his maiden in October in his second career start. And like Zandon, Modonigal showed a lot of maturity doing so and rallying from 6th of 9 after breaking a step slow. Arad Ortiz Jr. rides back and the win came in a mile and a 16, so the extra 16 should be of no concern for the son of Uncle Mo. The 97 Echo Bay speed figure is stakes quality already, so just repeating that effort from the ground-saving rail may be good enough to earn Mo Donegal a grade 2 stakes win here. In the Remsen Race 8 Aqueduct, post time 314 Eastern on Saturday, December 4th. If Zandon is 2-1 to one or more, he's a win bet. Mo Donegal opens at lower odds and really can't be considered. For the exactas, we're going to play Zandon and Mo Donegal over Judge Davis from another mother and eloquist. Zandon and Modonigal over Judge Davis from another mother and eloquist. We're avoiding the exact combinations of Zandon and Modonigal for first and second because those are the least profitable. We'll try and make up for that with some trifectas. For the trifecta, we're going to play Zandon and Modonigal over Zandon, Modonigal, Judge over Judge Davis from another mother and eloquist. So in this case, we're playing Zandon and Modonigal in first and second. Judge Davis from another mother and Eloquist in third. You can play that for a dollar or two. It's pretty cheap, and those other horses should help make up for the lower exacta price. I like pick threes here starting in race eight. I got three combinations to play. In the first one, we're going to use Zandon and Modonigal in race eight. Use all eight horses, if they all go, in race nine. And in race ten, following seed Ginobili and Olympiad. Then the next ticket is going to be Zandon and Modonigal in race eight. Nostalgic in race 9, who's a decent price, and all 8 horses in race 10. 
And the third ticket is going to be Zandon and Modonagle in race 8. All 8 horses in race 9. And Olympiad, who's going to be a decent price in race 10. Moving on to race 9 in Aqueduct on Saturday, December 4th. This is the Demoiselle Stakes. 9 furlongs on dirt, the equivalent of the Remsen for three-year-old for 2-year-old fillies. As noted from the pick 3 plays that we just talked about, this race is wide open. The 2-1 to one morning line favorite Nest is the 2-1 to one that morning line favorite Nest is based on a maiden win and a third place finish in the Tempted Stakes where she was moderately regarded at 7-2. to two. Magic Circle, who beat Nest for a second by a neck, was 11-1 to one in that race but opens at 7-2. to two. The likely reason Nest opens lower odds being Pletcher and Ortiz, but I don't not sold on that. I think Magic Circle beat her then she could beat her now, and she's a better price just in case they're both contenders. I think six of the eight can win, but for pick three purposes on some tickets, like one and three, first and third tickets mentioned earlier, I'm gonna use all eight because of the minimal difference in cost. All in all, I like nostalgic slightly over the other horses with about the same probability to win, such as Magic Circle, Nest, Tap the Faith, and Venti Valentine. I also can't ignore full count Felicia because her odds are 30 to 1. I'll get back to her in a second. Nostalgic dominate, dominated by almost eight lengths in her debut in October to Belmont and a mile and a 16th went around one turn. Nostalgic's the only horse to have won at a mile and a 16th. Most of the others are stretching out from a mile or a mile and 70 yards. Nostalgic reading is impeccable. She's by Medallia Dora of a Tappet Mare. The debut is slow based on figures, but I'm going to ignore that because Belmont's the trainer. Historically, when Mott thinks the last out maiden winner is ready for stakes, he's right. Mott has an amazing record of 10 for 26 going over the last five years maiden to stakes, including four freighted aqueduct, and one of those was in the 2019 Demoiselle with Lake Avenue. Mott's Millifuel finished second in last year's Demoiselle off a win in a maiden race. With so many lightly raced fillies, I'll rely on the Hall of Fame trainer here. As previously mentioned, I don't understand why Magic Circle opens at higher odds, 7-2, as compared to Nest, who she beat for second by a neck in the Tempted. Both fillies ran well and can run well here. Tap the Face, another horse with a shot. She won a one-turn mile race in her only start under Rosario, who rides back. The 79 Nickelbase figure was lower than the 86 Magic Circle and Nest earned, but they were making the third and second starts respectively while Tap the Face was in her debut, so she could improve significantly second time out. And Venti Valentine won the made of the mistakes at the end of October in her second career start, also the distance of a mile around one turn. Then there's full count Felicia, who is still a maiden, having run three times, all on grass. She finished last of ten in debut, improved big time to be third, beaten nose for second in her second start, then last out stretched out to a mile on grass on turf. She led from the start on solid fractions, battled head and head the entire length of the stretch, eventually beaten head on the wire. The Echo Base Fee figure came very strong, 98. And if you recall from my talking about the Rems and Modonagle under a 97 figure, breaking his maiden around the same time. I get why she's 30 to 1 to start as a maiden and trying dirt, but Warfront's a fine dirt sire. For example, War of Will in the 2019 Preakness at a mile and 3 sixteenths. And the distance is no problem. In the Demoiselle, race 9 at Aqueduct. Saturday, December 4th, post 3.43 Eastern. I want Nostalgic at 3-1 to one or more, and I also want Full Count Felicia at 6-1 to one or more for sure. And when we consider wagers on two or more overlays from minimum odds, we can and should adjust our bets accordingly in order to maximize our profit and gain a mathematical edge. This is both a short-term and long-term strategy. And this can best be accomplished by using a dutching tool, like the one that's free and easy to use at Amwager.com. 
A dutching tool lets you set the amount you want to bet or the amount you want to win, and based on the odds, your bets are proportioned accordingly. That's just one of many great tools and perks available for bettors at Amwager.com. For the Exacta, going to bet Nostalgic and Full Count Felicia over all, and then play them in second all over Nostalgic and Full Count Felicia. Even for a buck, this should be a nice Exacta. And then we have some optional doubles. If you didn't play the pick threes, or if they're not live, if one of the two favorites did not win the Remsen. we got three pick threes here. The first is all in race nine with following C, Ginobili, and Olympiad in race ten. The second is Nostalgic in race nine and all in race ten. And the third is all in race nine and Olympiad in race ten. Moving on to race ten, the Cigar Mile, the big one, the feature. Post time 413 on Saturday, December 4th. And before I talk about any of the three horses I think have more probability to win than the rest, let me mention some of the others and why they're not win contenders, in my opinion. Code of Honor has run just four times this year, and is and his only win came in the Grade 3 Philip Iceland Stakes in August. He's not really that good at a one-turn mile either, as he finished second in the Kelso and third in the Met Mile in 2020. Independence Hall enters the race off a win, in the great two fat stakes at the end of October, but somewhat code of honor that was his only win this year in six races. American Revolution just won the Empire Classic by 11 and three quarters, but that was against state breads. And I think his third place finish in the Pennsylvania Derby, his only race this year outside of facing New York breads, was not that great. Plainsman won the one turn mile grade three ACAC stakes in October, but Rosario jumps off, and his last race was only fair, even though he did have some trouble. Pipeline appears overmatched. Now I'll get back to Olympiad. He's the most likely racehorse in the field, having run just four races to date. Two were in 2020 as a two-year-old, where he finished third before winning by nearly three last summer at Saratoga. For whatever reason, he was given a year off by Bill Mott, Hall of Fame Bill Mott, and similar to his career debut 13 months earlier, he was a bit short of 100% as he finished second this past September on the comeback. Olympiad's next race is most significant was telling, as he controlled the pace in front from start to finish, but even more notably, held off a dogged rival without the stretch to win. Improving to a career-best 106 Echo Bay speed figure from 103 a month earlier, Olympiad appears to be on a really good pattern to take a big step forward. Rosario, who rode following C to victory in the Vosburgh in October and Plainsman to win the ACAC that same month, has never ridden Olympiad, but gets aboard for the first time. And I think it's significant, going to be significant all month regarding Rosario and who he rides. Because Rosario's 2021 earnings are $32.9 million, and he's on a path to break the all-time record for a jockey, which stands at $34.1 million. Both Rosario and his agent, Ryan Anderson, said that's going to be what they want to do. Every mount that Joel Rosario is on through the end of the year takes on added significance. And so his choice of riding Olympiad in a race where the winner's share of the purse is $450,000 is yet another reason I think Olympiad could win. The Cigar. Ginobili enters the Cigar Mile out of the, one of the toughest races of any horse in this field where he was not disgraced when second of eight in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile behind Life is Good. Life is Good in that race was sent to the front on fractions which would be impossible for most horses to maintain but won by almost six. Ginobili raced in fifth and fourth in the early stages, showed a burst of speed to get to second and was even lapped on the winner before Life is Good drew off in the stretch. That effort earned a 111 figure, which is rock solid. And previous to that, Ginobili earned a 110 figure, winning the Pat O'Brien Stakes in August. And that shows Ginobili has what it takes physically and mentally to win the cigar. Following C is another coming out of a big race. This one, the Breeders' Cup Sprint, where he finished third of nine. 
Although passed in the stretch by winner Aloha West, following C had some traffic issues in the race as he was on the rail on the far turn and early in the stretch but lost his path. John Velasquez, who rides again in the Cigar Mile, had to angle following C off the rail to find a path. And although the momentum he lost earlier could not be totally regained, following C did surge late to get third and earn a 107 figure. One race earlier in the Vosburg, following C earned a career-best 117 figure, which is one of the best in the field. But there is one slight question whether he will like this one-turn mile trip he's running for the first time as much as those two six furlong sprints. Other than that, following C appears to have what it takes to contend for top honors in the Cigar Mile. In race 10 at Aqueduct, post 413 Eastern on Saturday, December 4th, Win bets. I like Olympia to two to one or more, and then I'll consider a win bet on Ginobili at five to two or more, or following C at seven to two or more, whichever is the highest odds of the three. And I'll absolutely use a dutching tool to allocate my uh, my bets for the best edge. For the exact is, we're going to play Olympiad with all and all with Olympiad. This is known as a key box. So box Olympiad with all, then play another box of Olympiad and following C, and another box of Olympiad and Ginobili. For the trifecta. I want to play Olympiad over following C and Ginobili over all, and then play following C and Ginobili over Olympiad over all. Now, you don't need to play the exact and trifecta because they're essentially the same kinds of bets in which we're playing Olympiad to come in first or second with following C and Ginobili. But for 50 cents, it's not going to cost that much to play these and maybe hit it a couple more times. Don't forget, you can get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, by going to amwager.com. A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com. While you're there, check it out if you're not a member. It is free to join with great perks and tools for the better. You can get the blog by going to amwager.com and clicking on How to Bet and Ellis Dar's blog. I wish you the best of luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week.